This is Matt and Myron, the podcast. It is Sunday morning here on ESPN Radio. Matt Jones, Myron Metcalf, presented by Progressive Insurance. We welcome all those that are you listening on your uh, podcast. We are now on the um, on podcast under ESPN Audio. We're the only show they put on there. Mm-hmm. So it could be Matt and Myron Audio, but that's all right. So download the ESPN podcast, I don't know, subscribe yeah. thing, and we'll be yep. there. Myron and I, uh, if, anytime you – so if you miss on a Sunday morning because you're going to church or you're doing whatever, you can listen, Myron, anytime. Yeah, man, I got a tip this week uh, about our popularity, which, which, by the way, I'm always amazed by how many people watch this show. Please download the podcast. Or listen. So many people know me. Yeah, because there's no way to watch yeah. it. But or listen to, listen to the show. <laughs> but I've been told – that specifically in the Miami-Dade correctional facility. I don't know what it is, but I got a, 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 a text about it. Apparently, we are big news uh, in that okay. particular institution. So, uh, Well, shout out to the Miami-Dade correctional facility. We'll do like uh, Johnny Cash, Folsom Prison, and we'll show up and do a live yeah. show uh, yeah. to, to, there in Miami-Dade County. I, have you ever – I've never yeah. – I've only been to Miami-Dade County – one time, and that was to see Bomani Jones back when he did his show there many years ago. Oh, you haven't been to South Beach? You've been to like – No, I'm not really a beach guy. Plus, I feel like it's now oh, way too shit. fashionable. It's like way You're too not... fashionable now. I don't have the clothes. I, I don't think Wait, I'd You don't go there. to the beach? No, I mean, I'll go to the beach, but, like, I don't want to go to beaches where, like, you're trying to see and be seen. When I go to the beach, my goal is to make sure my feet don't burn. That's the number one yeah. thing because yeah, I have I, a sock tan and my feet are really white. It looks like I'm wearing socks 24 hours a day whether my shoes are on or not. And I, yeah. I just don't want to burn my feet. And it's hard yeah. to look cool with all the beautiful ladies on the beach when you're just sitting there hoping your feet won't burn. And that's kind of where you I have, You have never sounded older than you did in that moment. <laughs> About no, I'm a simple trip I'm to the beach. It's more so you're that person who's you can like see how minutes. white my you can see how white my feet are. Like right. I can't do it. Like I'm kind of tan oh, on my man. legs, but my feet are so white that I just can't go to the beach. I'm worried I'll get burned. Oh man, I love the beach, man. I, I just anytime so I get deal a chance, with this. To you've go. never been sunburned on your top of your feet, have you? No, no, no. But I mean, <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. I guess. I guess that's the one thing you that's got. That's not something. Me. That's right. That's the one that's the form one, of oppression the I one actually trauma. have to deal with. Is it my sunburn feet will burn? Trauma. I can't compete. I can't compete with sunburn. Sunburn trauma. You're right. And your feet don't have that problem. So that's why <laughs> I haven't. But I mean, we still get hot. I mean, it's still heat. Yeah. Like, when you when you have pale when you have pale feet. And it burns, it hurts, and right? they blister, and you can't walk. Oh, like, that's blister. a whole – Mikey, I feel like that's happened to you at some point. Blister? Has that ever happened to you? get you? blisters? Yeah, when you get on the top of your feet. On yeah. the top of your you feet? You get blisters? Mm-hmm. See, let me just – I quickly, this is not – surprisingly not what we plan to talk about right now. But, like, so I have uh, – I, I tan my legs because I play golf and stuff. But then, you know, I'm always wearing socks to play golf, and so yeah. you're, my feet haven't seen the sun since, like, 1997. So when, so when, when it does, they it burns. And so if I'm out 20 minutes without suntan lotion, it burns. And then like the next day, Myron, you can't walk. And so that's why Miami's not perfect for me because I want to be out more than 20 minutes. Well, let, let me just say I, I wasn't aware. I'm sorry for all that you all have been through <laughs> as it relates to the sunburn oppression. Uh, <laughs> 
of the 1990s and 2000s that <laughs> hit white people harder than I realized. That's so. exactly right. <laughs> Never had sympathy for white feet. Never have one time. All right. The uh, C.J. Stroud. <laughs> Welcome to the Miami Day Correctional Facility. Hold on C.J. Just, Stroud. Hold on a second. If someone listened to this show just in the last hour, they heard me say that an ABA player – Basically, dunked on Martin Luther King Jr., essentially, right? And then yes. an hour later, we're talking about uh, white feet. It's a, <laughs> this is the show. This is the this one is show the that show can do that. that. That's exactly right. This All right, so C.J. Stroud, we were, you were watching the uh, celebrity game yeah. Friday night. And amongst the big stars like the dude on Twitch, uh, A.J. from the Backstreet Boys, C.J. Stroud was playing. And, CJ, yeah. and when I saw him come out to the game, I thought, man, I can't believe he's playing. They're letting C.J. Stroud play this dude who had an amazing rookie season, could become one of the great quarterbacks in the league. All it takes is one uh, turn ankle, and then next thing you know, he's hurt. Were you surprised that a franchise quarterback would play in that game? I I was shocked by it, man. And listen, I can understand if you're C.J. Stroud and in September, right, Matt, they say, hey, will you play in the NBA celebrity game? And in September you go, yeah, I'll play in it. But once you become who you became over the course of the season, you got to cancel all that. Because all I was thinking, Matt, was one turned ankle, one ACL, and you're never going to see a pro athlete in this event again. And what always gets me, Matt, is like, you know, Michael Parson was going wild. It's going like 40 points. These guys only have one speed. Like, even though it's a celebrity game and everyone's just out there having fun, it shouldn't be that serious, they don't know how to turn that off. So they're playing at like a really high speed and a lot of energy. I, I just have no idea how the Texans allowed C.J. Stroud to be in any kind of game. He's past that. Mahomes did it a couple years ago. Kansas City stopped all of that. C.J. Stroud shouldn't be involved in games like that based on who he is. It, it's ridiculous that he was out there. Yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised all those NFL guys were out there. I mean, you got McCole Hardman, yeah. who just who just got the yeah. Super Bowl touchdown. Michael Parsons had 37 and was playing like he was looking for a G League deal. It was, too much. Nakua, it was too much. Puka Nakua is dunking on people. I mean, it's kind of crazy. First of all, I, you know, you took the position earlier, you're not sure these athletes should play in the game. I think you need dudes who know how to play to keep the thing flowing. People may may remember, like, a few years back, the secretary of the Department of Education was the only one who could dribble during the game. (laughs) He was like an old guy just balling on people. But Yeah, Artie Duncan. It is amazing to me how much those dudes are going at it and what one injury could do to them. It just doesn't make sense, especially in this era. Like, we've seen injuries at at events – outside of, you know, an NFL field. Like, guys have lost contracts and, and money as a result. It's changed careers. I just, at that level, it is shocking to me that some of those players are out there, that they were playing that hard with the risk of injury. It's also always fascinating to me, Matt, and you hear this from athletes, they'll talk about it. Like, whatever athlete you have in a sport and you go, okay, that guy's a superstar in football, let's say. I guarantee you, He wants to be a superstar in something else. All those football players who want to be golfers and basketball players, you got basketball players who are like, I could play in the NFL. Like, what is it about these guys, Matt, where they all feel like they could be at that level in another sport and they have to fulfill that somehow? Yeah, it is is odd to me that they end up doing it. Now, Geno Smith, 
was informed Thursday he'll remain on Seattle's roster through this week, sources told ESPN's Adam Schefter. Yeah. That gives him a $12.7 million base salary for next season that becomes fully guaranteed, and that money was guaranteed for injury only at the time that he, uh, Geno signed his $75 million deal last March. Now, Joe Fordenbaugh, who used to be one of our co-hosts, uh, and then moved on to uh, – more handsome pastures. Have you noticed what a better dresser and like hair he's become? Like I remember when he was with us. He's a TV guy. Yeah, he looked like me on the beach with his burned feet, and now he looks now yeah. he looks like a superstar. He was on his show Carlin versus Joe, and he said he thinks Gino will get traded by the Seahawks. Seattle has a new head coach. They are not going to hitch their wagon to Geno Smith for the next five years. New head coaches want their own players in place. And the most important player in any position is the quarterback position. Seattle's drafting what? Somewhere right around 16, I believe. They'll be in play for guys possibly like Bo Nix, possibly like Michael Penix. Who knows if Michigan's J.J. McCarthy is around down there? We don't know. But the thing is, Seattle's going to be looking for the quarterback of the future. That is what new head coach Mike McDonald is going to want at some point. You go ahead, you pick up the option on Geno Smith. It's $22 million. There are plenty of teams that would be happy to have Geno Smith for $22 million where they try to figure out what's next. I don't understand, though, why – let's assume that Joe's right about that. I don't know why they would want to. If you're going to pick one of those guys, why not have Geno to play for a year, right? Like, yeah. I, that feels like to me that those things are not mutually uh, exclusive. You know, Michael McDonald, the new coach, when he's not recording hit songs, feels like he should have a year to help this guy uh, get going. So I, 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 I don't really understand the desire to get off of it. Yeah, man. What they got the Doobie Brothers, right? That's what Michael McDonald was in, right? Um, what was his? What was his? Mikey, what was? I feel like you're a Michael McDonald fan. What was his big? I know single? Michael McDonald. Well, but what he had a big single, didn't he? That like everybody I keep forgetting. Liked? I'm not in love anymore. And Warren G used it on Regulate. I keep forgetting. We're not in love anymore. And then that same beat was used for Warren G's regular. I, don't, I can't think hit. about what that is. I keep, I keep forgetting. forgetting. Not in love not anymore. anymore. That song? Okay, yeah, yeah, keep gotcha. forgetting. Things will never be the same. I feel like that was always that playing in Best Buy every yeah. time I went in there. <laughs> and, and various elevators in <laughs> Nebraska, Iowa, and the Dakotas for some reason. Like, I think, you know, that's a – all elevated right, well, music. But would you you would keep him and then maybe play him yeah. for a little bit until until yeah, my, your rookie's ready? It feels like there's an irrational approach to this draft, Matt. I think there are teams that believe there are ten quarterbacks of the future in this draft, and there might be three, more likely two, and maybe one. So if you don't have Drake May, Jaden Daniels, Caleb Williams. Where is this quarterback of the future who's going to emerge? I think Geno Smith is a great transitional guy no matter what you end up doing, um, and that's something they certainly should consider. All right, 888-SAY-ESPN. If you have thoughts on Michael McDonald, or if you've ever burned your feet, I want Myron to understand what it's like. How to I I do. I said yes. I heard it in Best Buy forever. I love Mike McDonald, man. Why? It looks like all of his songs are just like oh, he's, no. Motown hits that he redid. Yeah, well, he, he's on the list of like white artists that a lot of black folks love. Mike McDonald, uh, Hall & Oates are on that list. What's the name of that comedian, uh, think, the white guy that all the black people like? That he, Gary like, Owens. Yeah, Gary, Gary Owens. Owen. Yes, Cat Gary, Williams mentioned. Gary right, Owens, yeah. Yeah, no, he's, yeah, Michael McDonald's a Gary Owens uh, of uh, – <laughs> Okay. Uh, music, I think. Fair enough. 888-SAY-ESPN. Yeah. I'm going to tell you about a sporting event that's this weekend that should get more attention than it does. That's next here on Sunday morning on ESPN Radio. 
Matt and Myron, the podcast. Things will never be the same again. Keep forget- <laughs> Doing a good job. Sunday morning here on ESPN Radio. Presented Love by Progressive Insurance. Man. Myron Metcalf, Matt Jones, you are great. He's grooving. If you can watch the Zoom, like he's dancing yeah. in his Minneapolis apartment. This Sunday is, morning on this is Radio is presented music. by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to save money when you bundle your auto policy with home, condo, or renters. You'll earn a multi-policy discount. Easy to bundle, easy to save. Visit Progressive.com. Speaking of, so you said black people really like Michael McDonald. Is that right? Yeah, he's, on, he's high on the list. Speaking did, of things white people really like, you like the Daytona 500, don't you, Myron? <laughs> well, let me tell you something, though. I will say this about, about NASCAR. <laughs> okay. No, I'll say it. I, I, I know the idea is, is just, you know, white people like it, right? But I will tell you, my family members in the South yeah, the South like, like exactly a lot right. of the stuff that you like. They're NASCAR people. They, they go mudding, whatever that is. You, you know, they're... <laughs> Fishing, hunting, like that's a big part of. So that, I like how so you some said things, mudding. I like how mud, you said mudding. Like you know, it was like, they go mudding, whatever that can I take, is. Can I tell you where I learned about it? Okay. I think I told you this. I was doing a piece on Malik Monk when he was at yes, Kentucky. He was big at mudding, and was, yeah. And I was like, hey, what do you do for fun? He was like, we go mudding. And I said, muddy what? You do muddy what? He said, mudding. And I was like, I have no idea what that is. And he just look, he just paused for about five seconds like, who is this person talking to me? You don't understand anything about the South. So that's where I yeah, learned Yeah, he's from, like, deep mud. in Arkansas, like in the so, in the country in Arkansas. Yeah. So, yeah, so yeah mud yeah. is so that, for people of the rest of the country. That's where you just, like, you get in an off-road vehicle and you just mud. You Sometimes it's a truck or whatever, and you just drive around. You create a lot of mud, and it's mudding. And you don't you, – yes. you've never done that? That literally that was the first time I'd heard about it when Malik Monk told me, and then I had no idea what he was talking about. And I think he thought I was like the dumbest reporter ever because yeah. I didn't understand the South. Just so you know, I don't do that even though I'm in Kentucky. I don't want to get dirty. Have you done like, it? I, I mean, I've been in it one time. I didn't have fun. It just felt like – What do you mean? Hold on a second. Hold on a second. You've been in it? Well, I mean, That's not like somebody kidnapped you and threw you yeah, in the car. Well, no, it was true. <laughs> I, I had a friend. My friend's name – my friend Johnny Bruce – said that his buddy Billy Ray wanted to go mudding. And he told me oh, okay. we were – No, I'm not kidding. Well, John my Bruce goodness. and Billy Ray, they went John mudding, Bruce. and they made me go, <laughs> and I just didn't like it. Like, it was too much – I mean, not surprisingly, there's too much mud. So I just wasn't interested. Wow. I, a lot of people in South use two names. It's, that's an interesting thing. Oh, they do. Name, oh, they, listen. In um, Kentucky, half the men in Kentucky's middle name is Ray. So it's Johnny Ray, okay. Billy Ray, Bobby but, Ray – that's how you know you're from Kentucky. But, but one thing I'll say is, like, honestly, though, there, there are things that people may think, okay, a, a certain demographic. De- like, there are things that people do in the South, and I think NASCAR is actually a bigger thing. Because I have family members in the South who love NASCAR, who are yeah. all into it. It's just not something I ever really got into. Well, let me just say something about NASCAR. So, to th- so this weekend is the Daytona 500. It was supposed to be today, but it's raining in Daytona. And so it's postponed till tomorrow at 4 o'clock. And I want to make the case that this is to all the people who program, not just at ESPN, but at all sporting networks. There are some events out there that you folks don't give the attention it deserves. LeBron can pick his nose, and it's four segments on SportsCenter. All right? Oh. Well, it's the truth. I mean, let's be let's call a spade a spade. If if it's the NFL or the NBA, no matter how minute the the conversation is, 
it goes into detail. Yet, there are sporting events that draw massive ratings that people ignore. Perfect example is the Daytona 500. I mean, the Daytona, as we say, Myron, 500 is one of the biggest sporting events of the year. (laughs) The ratings will be huge for the 500. We don't even call it the Daytona 500. We just call it the 500. It is a cultural phenomenon. Now, it wasn't what it was 20 years ago, but it's still huge. And I would ask those of you listening, have you heard one thing about it this weekend? Did you even know it was happening? Let me give you a little hint. They ran the duels the other night on Thursday night. It was the most watched sporting event of the week on television. Over all the NBA games, over everything. Do you know about it? No. And that was the qualifying race. The Kentucky Derby is like this, Myron. The Kentucky Derby draws 30 million people, and yet sports people don't even act like it's happening, even though it's a huge cultural phenomenon. That annoys me. As somebody from the South and from Kentucky, the fact that you have these events that are huge, that even you acknowledge demographics like that you wouldn't think that we don't act like they exist, how many people could tell you who's on the front row at the Daytona 500? They have no idea, and that frustrates me a little bit. Yeah, they're big events, and you're you're in it. You know, I would say it feels like to me, I mean, I've done the show with you for a long time. It does feel like it just kind of falls out of the sky. Like, all of a sudden, you'd be like, you know, the Derby's this weekend, and there hasn't been a lot of buildup because, you know, we're not covering but necessarily. But you all don't. It's because, not you specifically, no, but it's because sports but, media doesn't cover it. They want to do 55 different versions of if Clay Thompson is still a superstar, yeah. and the Daytona 500 okay. is this weekend, and nobody mentions it. Well, can I, can I say one thing? I do wonder if I play devil's advocate a little bit here, right? I feel like with the Derby, we're told that the Triple Crown, those are the only three races that we have to care about. And I've been to the Preakness, you know, I, I mean the Belmont, I'm sorry. You know, I've been to one of the Triple Crown races. They are a big deal. But I think nationally, that's kind of how you feel. And I think but with it's NASCAR, only nationally because the people who make these decisions live in New York and L.A. Like, that's the only reason it's national. In the south where I am, we all know it's the Daytona 500. We're just waiting, Myron, for y'all to become part of it. But it feels like the Daytona 500 is so much bigger than anything else that happens in the sport. So, like, it's hard to, as someone outside, it's hard to know. that's sort of not true because, other big ones? I'm not trying to pick on the NBA, but let me give you an example. If tomorrow – the Lakers were to play the Warriors, and they put it on ABC. That a random NASCAR race in Pocono in July will get a higher rating than that Lakers-Warriors game. Yet, the Lakers-Warriors game will get all the analysis, and people listening don't even know where Pocono is unless you decide to vacation there because you live uh, in the Northeast. I'm just saying, it's people. The reason it doesn't get uh, isn't talked about is because no one gives it attention. I mean, yeah, James I think, is in Ohio. James, you're saying you didn't even know the Daytona 500 was this weekend, right? Like me. I, I, I did not and, until I found out that it was raining uh, on ESPN and it's uh, tomorrow. And um, I'm not sure if I'll be able to watch it tomorrow, but now I want to watch it. Exactly. I mean, right now, I thank you, James. On the poll is Joey Logano. Do you know who Joey Logano is? I got no joy. Come on, man. I'm not. I'm well, not. Let me one tell of you. Cat- Here's what you're going to like Come this. On, you know who's on the outside of the front row? You're going to think I'm making this up. Michael McDonald. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm not kidding you. <laughs> did you he know that the whole time? Of front row, a guy did named you, Michael McDonald. Did you Did you know that the whole time we were doing that? And you didn't no, but anything? I'm gonna act like I had that all <laughs> set up this entire time. <laughs> I'm not kidding. And then Tyler Reddick is on this uh, is on the second row, and uh, so is Christopher Bell. So there you go. I told you, you should be watching the Daytona 500. Herb Edwards is going to join us. We'll ask him what his favorite Michael McDonald song is. It's next on Sunday morning. Matt and Myron, the podcast. Welcome back. It is Sunday morning on ESPN Radio. What do you think about this music, Herm Edwards, ESPN analyst? You liking this? This is this is my era right here. Where this is good, really right, Herm? And you, you could understand the words. Nobody was mad at anybody. It was all good. Yeah, yeah nobody's mad. That's the thing. We're all happy. We were sitting here yeah. talking about, uh, you know, Stuff that makes you feel good, like Michael McDonald. You are you uh, you excited about the Daytona 500 today, uh, Herm? I, I'm I'm watching it's tomorrow, golf, but I'll tomorrow. I'll, turn, I'll turn over there and watch that a little bit. I mean, you know, it's uh, those guys are remarkable how fast they can drive those cars. I mean, it's just it, people don't realize how fast those cars really go. And Myron was just how talking about how he 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 he's never been mudding. You ever been mudding, Herm? Yeah, I've been in the mud, but no, I haven't been mud. No. <laughs> that's a no. that's a south, that's a south thing. Man. Yeah. That's not. Yeah, it got to yeah, be. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm the West Coast guy. Remember, I'm on the West Coast guy. Yeah, surfing, ocean. That's what we do. We don't mud. So, so Herm, uh, you. I don't know if you heard this early in the show. Matt told us that he does not like the beach. That he just thinks <laughs> the beach is said. overrated. I said I don't. And like he south doesn't beach. see the purpose. He said he doesn't understand why people go to the beach and enjoy themselves. What do you say to that? So, so he prefers mudding rather than the beach. He <laughs> I didn't be say anything. That's what I'm that. saying. Hey, Herm, here's well, what I said. Saying, Let me basically. be clear. Let me be clear. <laughs> Let me be clear, okay. Herm. Here's what I said. You two don't deal with this. My feet are pale and white, and when I go to the beach, they get burned. And if you have burned feet, it's hard to walk. That's what I was saying. That's not something Myron has to deal with. And I'm just saying when I go to the beach, I try to look all cool on South Beach, and I can't because I'm worried about burning my feet, Herb. I'm just being honest with you. Well, you know they have slippers. I, I know, you but, like, I'm not Nike. Can I can't walk around in slippers. Like, there's, this, there's, this, there's this stuff you can put on your feet. It's called copper tone. I know, but my feet, feet are so pale. Like, my feet, Herm, look like I'm wearing socks 24 hours a day. Like, that's what they are. I'm just being honest. Well, we, we, we can help you with that, but you got to help yourself. you gotta, you, know, you got to let the feet air out. Come on, man. Get with it, brother. <laughs> All right. Come on. All right. I'll try. We'll go back. <laughs> we will try to talk a little football. Uh, <laughs> we didn't I get love to that talk Herb to is so direct. I yeah. love how direct you are, Coach. Because, like, just to say get some sandals is exactly, that's yeah, exactly what on, Matt man. needed to no, get. He said slippers like I was playing out there. All right. All right. <laughs> Super Bowl was last weekend. It's Patrick yeah. Mahomes did it again. You and I were, have been riding with him all year, and he continued to get the victory. When you get when you saw that overtime, I know it's new rules, okay? But right. and I yeah. know the analytics say really it's fifty fifty. You could justify any decision, but at the end of the day, 
I wouldn't have wanted to give Patrick Mahomes the ball knowing what he needed to do. How about you? Uh, you, you so you're saying you would have took the ball first? No, I would have taken it second because yeah, because I, 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 I would have I said most, no matter what, I, I, I yeah. don't want to have Mahomes I, I, knowing what he needs to do. Yeah, I, I I agree because the problem is even though coach, you know, he had weighed it out in his mind and analytics tell tells you maybe if you go if we take it first we get another shot at it. But the problem is, with all that being said, if they score and the likelihood of them scoring is pretty good with Patrick Mahomes because we've seen it. This is what he does. This is why he's one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the position. Um, then the problem is before you can even get that second possession you talked about, they're going for two. I agree. Then the game's over. Game's over, right? I mean, basically, either they're going to win it right there or they're going to lose it. So the game's going to be over. They're going for two. And and you're saying, is it 50-50 that they make it? No. With him, I'm going to say, hey, probably 75% chance they're going to make two. And he gets four downs. You know, Herm, he gets four downs, whereas you get three. Because you have to always be like, maybe I'm going to kick a field goal, whereas he's going for it from moment one. See, I thought the error was this. Not so much if you want to go for it, but the problem if you want to take it first, every down is four downs. Okay. You got to score a touchdown. So you, you wouldn't kick, a field, kick a field goal no matter what? No, 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 no. You can't even think about a field goal. And you as a play caller know this, and you're telling your team this, we're in four downs. It's my job to get you in third and manageables. So if we ever get into a fourth down, it's going to be fourth and three, fourth and two. But we're going for it, guys. We got to score a touchdown here. I, I'm and curious. Then, and, this was so- and then let me ask you this. And then here's the question you got to ask yourself. When you score the touchdown, do you go for two? It's a great question. You're going to get the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. It's a See, that's yeah, the big question. That it, depends, question it depends on what you think of your defense. But that's an interesting yeah. point, Myron. Do you agree but, with uh, Coach that you, if you go first, you don't kick a field goal no matter what? Oh, you got to go I don't for think I, you do. Mahomes? Yeah, because yeah, he's going to get I, the ball last. You're going to give it to him, and and let's say you kick the point after. Okay, great. But then he gets the ball and he scores. They're going for two. They're going to try to definitely going for two. It felt it felt like for the first time, coach. It felt like people were saying Kyle Shanahan made a big mistake, and and I'm curious about this because I watched Doug Peterson win a Super Bowl in Minneapolis. I was there in the stands, and then a few years ago, he had lost his job. Are, Are we are we a year away potentially from Kyle Shanahan? being on the hot seat as a guy who can get you there but can't finish the job? Ain't that a, ain't that a shame? That was Andy Reid, It's right? crazy, but are we there? It could happen, That was right? Andy Reid in Philly. Yep. <laughs> now he's won three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Be careful. Be careful what you wish for now when you get rid of a good football coach that has yeah, you, you in the playoffs every year. Yeah, you better know. Just that alone. That alone is hard. Getting in the playoffs. Right. So let me that, ask you, that that alone is hard. Where are we in your mind on like the hardest part to be in as a franchise is when you don't know about your, like your quarterback. Like when you know that they're mm-hmm. good or bad, at least you know what it is. The hardest part Correct. is when you don't know and you like don't like I, I still don't know if you're the Giants, what you do with Daniel Jones. And I still don't really right. know. With Brock Purdy, have you seen enough to say I know or do you need to see more to say, you know? No, he, he is, he, he, you know what you have. You have to surround him with some players. He can't carry the team okay. a whole game. 
Now, he can make plays in a stretch of games, but, he, but that's okay. There's a lot of quarterbacks like that. There's quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls like this, guys. You know, we, we all looking for this guy, for the genie in the bottle. There's only so many of them. And, and we, we watch the best one, okay, and, and you know, and there's, there's, maybe five, there's maybe seven guys, eight guys like that in the league, you know, that we really like. Maybe you could stretch it to ten, but then everybody else, is, they got good, you know, you got a good quarterback, uh, you got some surrounding cast, and you go, hey, we can win this way. And you can. I'm curious, Coach. You you had a, a obviously 49ers losing the Super Bowl, and mm. then you have a defensive coordinator uh, Steve Wilkes yeah. gets fired. Right, a lot of people kind of yeah, yeah. saw him as a bit yeah. of the sacrificial lamb. When you're a head coach and you you have a rough season, is there pressure to make big changes? And if so, how do you handle uh, it? Yeah, that's always hard, you know, and there is pressure sometimes according to what management, you know, if, if management starts listening to the folks outside the building, you know, that that's kind of, um, <laughs> that's the result of it, you know, and the guy gave up 19 points in the Super Bowl. I mean, come on. Yeah. And I get it, but I mean, I, I get it, but I mean, if you look at Shanahan, the Super Bowls he's lost, he's lost to Captain America and Patrick Mahomes. Well, okay, those are two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, they beat you. Okay, they had the ball. I mean, that's, that's you know, you got to the Super Bowl, I, and people say, well, he's not, well, well, keep getting there. Just keep going, man. Just keep getting there. And eventually you, you're going to win one. I, I, I don't get hey, that because it feels like it, that game easily could have gone the other way, and then you're not firing sure. in, right? So I don't understand that. They fumble the ball going in. Yes. Right? don't score any points. Then they miss the kick after this touchdown. Then yes. they fumble the punt, yep. and they give them seven points on that. I mean, those are just – that ain't got nothing to do with coaching. That's just error. That's just ball, man. You know, none, that's of just the, none of those I mean, on the defensive just, okay. side of the ball. None, none of them. Let me ask you about the Chiefs for a second. It sounds mm-hmm. like Reed and Kelsey are back. So, let, if the Chiefs run it back, let's say they just run it back, and you were yeah. the GM – What's one or two things they need to do to give themselves a better chance to go for three, to, for three in a row? Well, I think they got to sure up their offensive line. Yeah. And then is, 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 is Jones staying or is he going? You know, I mean, how much are they willing to pay him? Because he is a, he's a big-time player inside. I, I mean, but I, I think their offensive line a little bit, you know, they, they were the most penalized team in, in, in football, uh, offensive line-wise. So they got to sure that up. Um, I think the, the running game is fine. You know, they, they, they need another fast receiver because you know, the other, you know, the guys in Miami now. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, they got a really good defense. But Jones is the key. Is, is, is he staying? Is, are you willing to pay him? You know what I mean? That's going to be kind of interesting with him because he, he's a difference maker now. He wrecks smart, the game. Smart dude, too. Coach, you can tell when he talks yeah. after the game. Smart dude. Yeah, Coach, real real quick, I, I want to ask you about this exchange because it really bothered me, and I think we kind of – we didn't give it the attention. I think it would have it would have gotten in a different scenario, but I thought Travis Kelsey bumping Andy Reid in the Super Bowl <laughs> was a big-time violation. Now, there were football people who said, no, you don't understand the relationship between coach and player. Not that big of a deal. How, how did you see that exchange? Yeah, well, knowing the player and knowing Andy – He's an emotional guy, you know, and 
he's all into it. You know, and you know, here, here's another thing, guys. Let's think about this too now. All of a sudden, because of his his better half, the, the woman that he's dating now, this guy has gotten so much more attention. It's yeah. just unbelievable, right? And, yeah. you know, and he said he don't feel that pressure. Yes, he does, because that's big time. Because every time he walks on the field, the fans in the stands are saying, hey, you know, and he, he, he wants to do something. It's almost like, hey, man, i got to be a star because <laughs> the person I'm dating, <laughs> he's really a star. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying he's thinking that, but can you imagine the pressure on, on that poor guy? Yeah. Don't I mean, let everywhere, he, go, like everywhere he, he goes, man, the paparazzi is following. They're not following yeah. him. They're following her. Yeah, don't yeah. let my, don't let Myron Herm act like he's so, you above know, my, that. Like Myron, he yells at me. Saying. Myron yells at me you every know, show, and if we were in the same stop, place, stop he'd bump me. So like, you know, Herm, I don't believe I would say this. I mean, if they would film, you know what they should do? Someone should do a show on this. Film the sideline of an NFL game. Yes, a team to, to see to see what happens on the sideline with players and coaches. It's unbelievable, man. <laughs> it's a fire it's a drill, man. <laughs> See, I almost take the opposite view for that reason. I think if it's anybody but tra- Travis Kelsey, we mention it, but it never gets brought up again. It's the fact that he's Kelsey that makes yeah. it, yeah. you know, it's both, it, it both makes it bigger and less of a deal, I guess. Herm, it's great well, to see because, you. Yeah. yeah. No, but, At the end of the day, you know what? They want another Super Bowl. That's exactly right. He's coming, Herm, back, he's coming back at 35. It's great to talk with you. Uh, we need you to uh, go mudding maybe between now and next week, hey, and uh, we will. We I'm gonna tell you what I'm doing. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you what I'm doing. I, I'm starting to get I'm starting to get my golf clubs out because I got a bunch of boys. We go down to the Masters. We going down to the Masters. Man. Ooh, oh that's man, exciting. that's what I'm getting ready. That sounds to. fun. Well, I want to get at some point. I want to get on the course with you because I know this. You may have yeah, been too. able to get 50 interceptions nowadays, but you can't hit it farther than me. But, oh, but I can put it in a hole with less throat. Oh, now, well, we'll see. I'll give you okay, 10 minutes. We'll see what happens, all right? I can, I can, I, you can hit it far can as we you play want. Best you ball? It in hole, man. All right. Can we play best ball, though? Myron, you can. Can we play best ball with me? Myron, you can caddy if you want. <laughs> yeah, but, can we Myron, play we best ball? If we play best ball, <laughs> then I'm in. Me and you, me and you will play him because he's the long knocker. Okay, let's do that. Bring him on my, me and, me and Coach Herb versus Matt Jones, you all heard it. We're going to do it this offseason. Let's do it. And I'm going to bring him up here on my course. And you know what I'm going to tell him? After he hits one, I'm going to say, you better hit another one because that was out of bounds. But anyway, come on. <laughs> I'm going to be wearing <laughs> shoes. I am going to be wearing shoes so I here. don't burn my feet, though. I'll tell you that. I appreciate it. I'll see you all later. <laughs> it is uh-huh. Sunday morning. We're 888-SAY-ESPN here on ESPN Radio. Matt and Myron, the podcast. Yeah. So we're going to – we're going to debut a new segment suggested by the dude from South Dakota in the next hour. What? Inquiring with Myron. So if you have questions that you would like Myron and well, I to answer, it's going to be Myron's name, but I'll be yeah. I'll answer them too if you have them for me. Inquiring with Myron. If you have questions well, or thoughts, 888-SAY-ESPN. We'll debut it at 12. I'd like to talk to you. Uh, I want to hear what you have to say. Now, I got a couple people on I do want to get to, though. Rob is in New York. He's going to try to argue to me that the Kentucky Derby isn't popular. Rob, I'm in Kentucky. I've been to like 20 Uh-oh. derbies, so you better be careful what <laughs> you say. Rob. We lost, Rob. No we more Rob. He, he, well, he knew what was going to happen. All right, how about Matthew in Florida? 
you better not have anything bad to say about the Kentucky Derby. No, I have. I love horse racing. I have nothing bad to say about the Kentucky Derby. Okay. But uh, what I wanted to get at was um, the Chicago Bears have a big opportunity with the number one draft pick. I do believe they that they shouldn't select Caleb Williams. Oh. Um. I also believe that him being now, why do you say that? Patrick why Mahomes do you say that? Can you win a Super Bowl with Justin Fields as your quarterback? No, but with all the hype around. Caleb Williams, I believe that they could go searching to different NFL teams to find something more. But who? Who are you going to do? Like, who are you going to get? Like, I mean, like if you a, don't like believe in trade package, I don't know. You could get a lot of people. You but you still need a quarterback. Dra- I mean, you still need a quarterback. So yeah, who's going to be the quarterback? But I believe if you find more surrounding help first and then the quarterback. Yeah. But I do think there's a case to be made, man. And I'm, I've been curious. They're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. Marvin Harrison Jr. is the best player in this draft. If it's just about football player impact and potentially who's going to have the best career, I think it's Marvin Harrison Jr. There is an argument that if you give Justin Fields someone like that, is well, that's the question though. But like to me. If you're going to trade the number one pick, you got to believe Justin Fields can win a Super Bowl. That's it. That's the end of the question. I agree. So, if you don't believe that, though, then you can't trade it. So, like, I I don't know that I believe it, but if you can convince me that you believe it, then I'm I'm okay with it. But here's what you can't do. You can't go, let's take a bunch of other dudes and then get the quarterback later. Because then, Myron, you're the Jets. You can have all these players, and if you don't have the quarterback, it does not matter. No, you're right. And I think the other thing that really hurts Justin Fields is Mitch Trubisky and just that experiment. The Bears aren't going to wait another year to see if you take that leap. And I think if we're in February and the draft's in April and no one can say definitively that Justin Fields can win a Super Bowl, then that means you don't believe it is time to move on. All right, we got uh, Ali in Chicago. Ali, what do you got? Hey, good morning, fellas. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, I, I want to back up Myron on the Michael McDonald thing that the, the black folks like Michael McDonald. I, I know that's yeah. in fact true. And yeah. it, it has to do with football. So, you know, we watch football every Sunday. We go out to a bar and watch football, you know, as a group. And for the last couple of years, when a team gets in like a fourth and goal or, or you, know, third, you know, third and goal on the, on the goal line, and I'll yell out, hit them with the Yamo be there, hit them with the Yamo be there. And yeah, people yeah. don't know what I'm talking about, but the brothers yeah. do because that's one of they the songs do. we yes. used to sing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Can I you? So, Ali, you're saying you – You're saying – So, Ali, are you black, Ali? No, no. So, how do you get no, to said, be the spokesman for black people no, when, not, you, when just, you're not – I'm no, just curious. Said, no, he's not. He's not. He's, he's, there's a song called Yamo Be There, James Ingram yep. – and Michael McDonald, uh, it, have you heard the song, Matt? No, I have not. Okay, we got to play the song from for Matt. But it's, it's, uh, back in the 80s. Yeah, back yep. in the 80s, y'all will be there. It is just like a classic. I know the exact scenario he's saying, and I would have been in that bar screaming, y'all will be there too. I would have been right there. Yeah, with yeah, yeah. Hit him with the y'all will be there up and yeah, over. You got to hear the song. You, he right, has, right, so he doesn't right. know the song. I don't he know, the, know song. the song. We gotta, I, I yeah. just didn't know, Ali, and you sound like a nice fellow. I just didn't know if you passed Myron's <laughs> no, test to not. be able to say the brothers no, like this. No, I didn't listen. know if I, I didn't know if Myron something. was going to be all right with Ali saying let me, that. Let me tell you something. If I were at my family reunion and yeah. Michael McDaniel, Michael McDonald pulled up, mm-hmm. 
it, it would shut the whole thing down. No, no, I understand. I mean, right, I appreciate it the been, call. You know, but Myron, yeah. Myron, would I be allowed to say something and then go, the brothers responded? No, I just feel like that, that well, probably, here's one of those things you'd tell me off the air and go, man, don't say that <laughs> like a, that. Here's what I respect. He didn't say the brothers. He said the brothers. You, you know what I mean? Like oh. he's just talking about humanity, people who happen to look like me. So I don't see any problem with it. And okay. yes, y'all will be there if you haven't y'all heard the song. James Ingram and Michael McDonald. You got to hear it All right, to I'll understand. All right, Jimbo's yeah. on the phone. You remember last week he said he called his wife the war department. Do you remember oh. that, that, that guy? Jimbo's still on. married? Jimbo, is your wife still with you after you called her Y'all the war together? department? She's been having that for about 49 years. Here she is right now. All right, I just got 30 oh. seconds. Were you okay we with seconds. him calling you the war you department? Allow- Was that okay? Okay, we're going to be married for 50 years in June. Yes. I'm so are you, the, are you the war department? Oh, yes, and he's my commander-in-chief. Oh, okay. okay well, then, all right. This is family-friendly radio. That's I right. Mean, I don't know what you guys yeah. do behind closed doors, but you know what? Let oh, me tell you, uh, Jimbo and Disney war Channel, department, everybody. I wish you 50 more years of marriage, okay? Yeah, I do, too. Yeah, I do. I do. Oh, I hope so, too. All right. <laughs> me, too. Wow. You two are spicy. Disney. I like it. This Myron does not call me his commander-in-chief, but it whoa, will be a choir with Myron next whoa. here on Sunday morning on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Matt and Myron, the podcast. You can listen to the show live every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Matt and Myron, the podcast.